Welcome, welcome to the Max Marzo podcast. Hope we are all doing well today. Thank you for tuning in and joining me with this one. We have a fun one here today. So just one topic and one topic only. We're going to be talking about the concept that I've called the infinite problem problem. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It's something I'm kind of working through myself. And as I talk about it, you'll understand it. But it kind of stemmed from a recent post. I made, I made a post on Instagram basically just saying it's like one of those memes is like a tough pills to swallow. I'm sure you've seen that meme before. And um, it said, you don't need to back squat. That's all what it said. Actually, I lied. It said it's crazy, but true. Or you might think it's crazy, but true was kind of the caption. And the meme was, you don't need to back squat. It's true. You, You don't need to back squat. There is no specific need um, behind back squatting. Now, are there times where back squatting is a useful tool? Cool. Absolutely. Are there times I recommend back squatting? Absolutely. But it's not a specific need. And the reason why I said that and made that post is because for me as a younger strength coach, I often thought, man, I need to back squat. I judge my own program and judged athletes' abilities on whether or not they could back squat. Is that correct? No, it's not, it's not the correct way of assessing something. Um, and the point is I made that because hopefully from a page with the number of, you know, some people like my page, I got a decent number of followers and they say, look, he says you don't need to back squat. Maybe it's okay for me to try out different things. And that was the whole point of the post. Now, it apparently hit an emotional chord with many people. A lot of people equating back squat to oxygen and the need of it and how if you're not back squatting, it's it means you're not healthy or whatever. It's kind of some, you can go and read the comments if you want. Um, but it got me thinking a lot and it got me kind of interested and it got me thinking about back squatting. And well, why do we talk about back squatting so much? Why is an exercise like a back squat so ridiculed? You do something that's not adequate depth or you do something that squats wide or narrow or your feet a certain way. And then I started thinking about myself as a young trainer. And how a lot of times when I train people, there are so many different things that you could correct. There are so many problems that existed. Um, So I kind of chewed on that for a while. And then I made a post recently of AJ working out and AJ's working out in like loafers or something in my basement, uh, doing some heavy RDLs. And, you know, I don't really care what shoes he works out in. As long as they're comfortable, we're not going to go run sprints and loafers. But uh, if you're going to, I don't care if he's barefoot and does RDLs. As long as he's stable and comfortable in them, right? That's all that really matters. Someone commented, oh, I, you know, um, at least in the past, they commented, but someone commented mentioning the shoes. In the past, someone's commented, oh, why is he wearing those shoes? It's, it's going to do whatever for performance, blah, 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 blah. And it got me thinking, and this is the genesis of this idea of the infinite problem problem. It's the idea that in strength and conditioning, you can literally create an infinite number of problems. If you don't have a specific direction, there are an infinite number of obstacles that you can generate and solve those problems too. So the infinite problem problem, what is the real problem? That's the big question. Because if you don't have a direction or a goal, you don't know what the main problem is. And part of the problem is that people want to create a problem so they can provide a solution Yet not all solutions are adequate. So let me explain to give you guys a better idea. Let's say AJ 
would be 0.0000001% better if he were to do that RDL barefoot instead of with loafers on. So it is a problem, I suppose, that he might have the loafers on and we could have a solution to not wear loafers, but the effectiveness of that solution relative to the long-term outcome or the value of that is 0.0000, basically insignificant solution. However, using the machine I was on that has lots of stability, able to allow us to produce lots of force, maintain great form in positions where an RDL would otherwise fail if you just had a dumbbell, because very unstable with a dumbbell, you're limited in the amount of load you can lift because you might be doing it with one arm if you're doing a single leg RDL. And positionally, like I said, you're unstable throughout the range of motion, limiting the amount of force. So if my whole point of the exercise was to say, I want to find a movement that stresses this pattern with the largest amount of force and the highest amount of safety while maintaining stability through the full range of motion, using the machine as a solution to that problem yields a much larger percent effectiveness than changing the shoes I were to wear. And that is so important because my problem comes from a specific goal and a need. AJ and I have spoken. We've talked about his training, his needs, his goals. This movement pattern is going to stress specific tissues that are pertinent to his goals. And therefore, if I'm trying to find a way to strengthen the tissues associated with a single leg hinge pattern, this machine is a solution to a problem. And that solution is going to yield a high effectiveness. So a high amount of change in regards to someone's training. But this is where the whole fitness world goes bananas. It goes nutty, absolutely insane, is that we begin to create problems for no apparent reason and assume that all problems and said solutions that go along with that problem are of equal importance. Look at all the different types of arguments that exist out there. For example, you might see someone say, oh, you need to squat a certain way with your body weight. And you need to watch if the low back rounds or if the hips go out or if the ankles go a certain way or if the knee goes a certain way, the back goes a certain way. And you can infinitesimally keep finding problems that you can control and adjust and provide a solution to. However, the solution to that problem is only a solution to that problem. And it might not be part of a grander goal. Like if you're out in the middle of the ocean and you don't know where you're going, you have an infinite number of directions you can go. And if you say, my goal is to go two feet forward, well, you can go two feet forward and you've solved the problem of going two feet forward. That does not mean you are going to find land. Yes, you created a problem and you had a solution to this problem, but the problem is arbitrary. And this happens time and time again. And me as a young trainer, this is something I often leaned on because it gave me a sense of power. It gave me a sense of significance. It gave me a sense of control that I could show to a client, look, we're doing X, Y, and Z. But it doesn't even matter if X, Y, and Z has any relevance to anything. I have created a problem. I've shown that 
you have an insufficiency relative to the problem I have generated and will now provide a solution. But that solution is merely accomplishing the goal of solving the problem. But it's not like going to help me become a better athlete, run faster, anything at all. It's just some arbitrarily problem that has a genesis from the fact that I wanted to make a problem. And you see this over and over and over and over again. So it's the infinite problem problem. The fact that you can create an infinite number of issues with something and you could always find a problem doesn't mean that that problem you have found needs a solution. And honestly, to go even one step further, it's, we need to be better at defining what a problem actually is. Is a problem something that has to yield an effective result? Otherwise, we're just pointing out things we can arbitrarily change. You could change someone's physiology to get into a better squat position. You could change someone's physiology to do the splits. You could change someone's physiology to run the mile better. You could change someone's physiology so their posture is more upright, more forward, more sideways. You could change their physiology to have uh, whatever you want. Like It's like an infinite number of stuff. And that's the whole point. We're just creating change and we're calling or we're pointing out like, look, because we don't have the status of whatever, we can't do a split. We can't do a squat a certain way. We can't run a certain speed. We're then deeming that an insufficiency and then saying, if we get there, we are now making progress. So again, it really makes no sense because the initial root of that quote unquote problem that I have pointed out, that problem has no weighted value. It's not like, oh, if this problem is resolved, it's going to potentially yield in this type of change that we're going to see directed towards someone's goal. And so my, my belief is that a lot of this occurs because we have very ill-defined goals. We often don't have goals in the first part, <laughs> that may be the issue, but those goals are often not defined and often not thought of in full detail, right? If every athlete has a different goal, then their process of achieving those goals and their problems and obstacles are going to be unique to them. It's not like whether or not you can touch your toes is going to be pertinent for every single person in every single situation. So to say not being able to touch your toes is something that we're trying to strive for. Yes, you might be able to achieve the end result of touching your toes, but by achieving that end result, have you gotten yourself any closer to success, to progress? And so that's, it's, it's, it's a very, I don't call it bothersome, but something that times maybe mind boggling how not thorough certain things are thought of. And again, it has to do with the human's ability to weight, weight like you are weighting variables, situations, because not all situations are of equal weight. Not all solutions to problems are of equal um, need and, and not all solutions are of the same time dependence. An example is um, if you just had a list of things you needed to accomplish today and did them in arbitrary order without respecting time, it could make an absolute mess of a day. Imagine if I was trying to thaw my hamburger or thaw a steak, and I, that was on my to-do list, and I just happened to do it last in the day. Well, it's going to take five hours to thaw the hamburger I'm trying to cook, 
So I don't even get to have dinner now in a mean and a reasonable time. So there's certain things that have time dependence. There are certain things that have significance like, oh, I really need to make sure I make my dinner for my parents who are coming over tonight. I can't put that off until tomorrow because of time significance that is really dependent on today versus can I vacuum my office? Well, I can do that tomorrow because my parents aren't going to go into my office. And so the dinner takes significant, uh, it takes uh, priority in the same way. If I were to make something for the dinner and I'm missing something from the grocery store that goes into that dinner, I need to go to the grocery store and get that ingredient. Now I cannot wait until tomorrow. So you see this all the time on social media, all the time in fitness and strength and conditioning. It's this constant recycling of pointing out problems, arbitrary problems, again, insufficiencies, inadequacies, whatever you want to call them, and then providing some means of resolution to it without context to that resolution being some sort of end game where the resolution of many different tasks yield some sort of compound outcome. An example would be if I want to help you jump high and dunk a basketball, there might be times where I need to get you stronger. I need to have you develop, maybe let's just say single leg maximal strength. Okay. In doing such, I might say, well, we want to do a Bulgarian split squat. And in doing a Bulgarian split squat, I might say, well, I want my position for my ankle to be underneath my hip. But then we start going crazy because we start saying, you can go to like an infinite degree of problems with a Bulgarian split squat. I want my shoulder a certain way, my chest a certain way, my foot a certain way. And then lo and behold, we spend so much time around things that don't actually provide value to the original situation where like now we are, am I going to be barefoot and do the Bulgarian split squat? Does that really matter? Do I need to have um, my, my foot in a certain position forward or out front? Do I need to have certain mobility in my hip before I do it? Do I need so, so much mobility in my hip before I can do it? And lo and behold, we never actually get to the point where we're doing what we we're trying to do in the first place, which is train single leg heavy strength. And we got so caught up in the aspect of this minutia surrounding some arbitrary problem that is doing the most perfect Bulgarian split squat, which by definition, there really isn't one. And by just weighted outcomes, it's not like if we are to do it barefoot versus shoes or with a slight forward lean versus a little extended foot in the forefront or the foot further on front, is it going to create that large of a difference statistically in the outcome that we're going to see? So we get so caught up in a yes or no outcome. Did they do that? Did they not? That we don't bother to even weight the variables and say, well, that's not really that important. And so circling it back, if AJ is going to work out in loafers and an exercise where working out in loafers isn't going to statistically change whether or not that exercise was effective or even the right one, then I don't really care if he's going to work out in loafers. It's not of statistical significance. Now, could you say, oh, he's not working on loafers. He should be in barefoot. And then you coach a barefoot. Then you coach a tripod foot. And you have an endless number of things you keep trying to coach, but you forget the whole purpose of the movement in the first place was to just have single leg strength. That you end up chasing an extreme number of variables that at a certain point in time, 
you've lost yourself down the rabbit hole because all these variables you don't, can you justify every change in those variables? Can you point to the outcome? Or at a certain point, have you tried to find so many problems and all these solutions that you are now taking such large leaps and extrapolations to say, this is the most effective way possible. If that is the case, there should be some evidence that you maybe have had with whatever to show that such um, extraordinary adjustments led to extraordinary outcomes. But again, I think about myself as a young trainer, and this is something that I would have done or I have done. Oh, you can't do this. You can't get that position. That's because of this. We need to work on that. But none of this nor that had any relevance to the person's goals. <laughs> had no relevance to their long-term health. It was just an arbitrary uh, assumption of an inadequacy that I would then make them perform because it gave me, the trainer, something for them to work on. And then when they achieved that, I could point to it, pat myself on the back and said, look, we accomplished this. And I spent the majority of time maybe convincing that person that what we accomplished had some level of significance. But the majority of that significance only existed because I convinced the person that it was significant, not because it actually was significant. The infinite problem problem. And you see this across many different domains. This is more than just you see in strength condition. You can see it, whatever, anywhere on social media and the news, which is the, the creation of problems without weighing the problem in regards to A, what that problem is relative to, but also B, what is the solution to that problem yield? What is the path? If we overcome this problem now, what's the next one to overcome? Is there some continuity in problem solving that where these problems are going to be solved and synergistically add up? In the same way I solve the problem of you trying to jump high off one foot, I get you stronger. You have some level of base strength. We've resolved that problem, but the new problem is now that you have the strength, you have to utilize your strength in a time-dependent manner. So we start to maintain that strength, maybe even try and build it still a little bit, but working on our explosive outputs. And then you might say, now I have some power ability to go along with my strength, but I just haven't repped out the technique enough with my new physical abilities. So now you're starting to work in much more single leg jumping because during that time period, you might be doing multiple problem solving at once. You had them working on plyometrics so they could work on their ankle strength and capacity. And now they have the capacity to handle high impacts. They have new physiological abilities to express with those impacts. You actually have them work on single leg takeoffs. So your resolution to these problems synergistically work together, the one and to the next. And you then in your head have certain outcomes weighted. If I get them stronger, I think that's going to resolve this kind of task and that's going to, that kind of problem. And that's going to take them to a certain level of uh, higher state um, because we've resolved that and they're going to be better because of that. So the infinite problem problem, I don't have a definition to it. Heck, I just kind of chewed on this idea the other day, but because I have my own podcast, I get to spew my own ideas on here and whoever listens to it, listens to it. And maybe you guys might find it useful. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, again, I don't have this idea fully uh, labeled. I haven't written about it. This is something I just wanted to share and think about and give you a very kind of a, a almost an open-end discussion or brainstorm idea, a raw brainstorming idea of, 
this in my head as I kind of thought about it earlier today. So I hopped on here to share it because maybe someone will listen to this and say, oh, you know, Max, read this or check that out, or you should listen to this because it's actually on topic with what you're discussing or what you're discussing already exists, but here it is. I found it very interesting regardless. So um, as always, thank you for listening. I hope you all enjoy. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Feel free to share. As always, peace out. Thanks.